Hey, what's going on, people? This is your humble host of Conquering Dreams, C.B. Baker. Um, wow. Today, um, I want to talk about conflict resolution. Now, if you, unless you living under a rock or a monk in Tibet up in the top of the mountains, you're going to encounter at some point in your life some conflict with another person. Right. So it's going to happen. So can you, but now let's, let's talk about it happening at work or at home and some of the general things that you can do to help with uh, conflict resolution in just everyday life. One of the things that you can do um, that's really the best practice for conflict resolution across the board, whether it be personal or professional is really seek first to understand before trying to be understood. Now learn this simple concept from um, Stephen Covey. And if you're not familiar with Stephen Covey, he is um, the mastermind behind the frankly Covey uh, planners that was very popular in the eighties and in the nineties. And basically, it, this concept comes from the seven habits of effective people. Seek first to understand before being understood. And it's simple, but yet powerful. One thing that a lot of people um, tend to do, I mean, because we're humans, we're self-centered. So a lot of times we focus on what uh, what we are feeling or what is bothering us versus getting to the root cause of the problem, which could be what's hindering both of us. Why are me and this other person or me in a group or two groups are having a conflict? What is causing the conflict? Most people tend to focus on why they're upset and what they want to get fixed. Now, the problem when focusing on that is, let's be truthful, do a lot of people walk around knowing what they actually want? Exactly. No, they don't. They don't know what they actually want. They just have these feelings and that they're having a, a trouble communicating how they feel to another person or communicating that out loud. So they just know that they don't like it. You know, they go to bare bones, basic instinct type things. Whatever's happening. I don't like it. Now, this works. The seeking first to understand before being understood works when the person that you're having a conflict with isn't trying to be manipulative. So let me preface that um, real quick right here. So if the person is trying to be manipulative and trying to game the system, be political, this is not going to work because they're going to be a wet noodle. So ways that you can find that out is if you doing the seek to under um, to understand before being understood. And then you see that they move their point on you a lot. Then this person just wants to be in conflict regardless of what you want to do. Okay. No matter what you, no matter what you do, they're just going to want to be in conflict. And some people, um, what's that saying? Misery loves company. Some people just want to be miserable and want to cause conflict, want to be negative all the time. Now, granted with that, when you seek to under, um, 
to understand, then you once you understand that, then unless you're a professional counselor, leave it alone. You know, it's just it's just not worth it. Now, if you have if it's a family member or something like that, that you're trying that you have a conflict with and you're trying to get it squashed, you know, you might want to you might could dive into a little bit more um, request that they, you know, go, go get therapy or, or both of you go get therapy, especially if it's a marriage type situation. But just understand, like in a work environment, something like that's going on. Drop it. Just let it go. And if you just can't get around it, you go to your superiors and they you can't get it worked out. Hey, um, like Gary V says all the time in his talks, there's nobody there's nobody there with a gun to your head telling you that you got to work at this place. You can go work somewhere else. There's other places that you can go work, you know, so if it all else fails, remove yourself from the situation. Right. And then that is if the person is being manipulative. Now let's go back to where you got two um, relatively okay people that are in conflict with one another. They're not being manipulative. They just have a conflict. So what you want to do is, okay, we having a conflict. First off, recognize that there is a conflict. So then once you recognize that there is a conflict, you, not both of you, you recognize that there's a conflict. Then go to the person like a grown adult and say, hey, I'm feeling like that you have some issues with X, Y, and Z. What's going on? When you say that, this is what I want you to do after saying that. Shut the hell up. Everybody goes in that situation and go, What's going on? And then they keep talking. I feel like you feel blah, 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 leading the person on into this thing. Now you're bringing your conflict in there versus seeking to understand. So once you ask that question, be quiet and just sit there and let them let them go. Let them talk. Now, what you may see is that they may get shocked. Because just the, the ironic thing is because of society, we tend to be more self-centered, but we also get shocked when somebody asks, how are you doing? Ask, how do you feel? What's your opinion? You know, um, it, it's just weird. I was uh, watching a guy on social media and uh, he made a post that said, well, he grew up at a black household. He ain't have an opinion until he was about 20 years old. Like, that's just how it is. Like, where somebody, somebody asked you in your house, you know, what you thought, you know, it was just a, how it goes. And I imagine that you a grown adult going in the workforce, you kind of feel the same way, you know, the hierarchy. So if somebody comes to you and says, hey, how, you know, what's going on? I see X, Y, and Z going on. Do you have an issue with this? This is asking you, how do you feel? All right. So don't be shocked when a person that you ask that question to is stumped and it takes them a while to formulate their response. Like I said, a lot of people don't know how to don't know themselves well enough to know what's really bothering them. So they might have to work that out versus talking. And that's what the whole conversation is about. So once they give you the. um what their problem is, right? Now we, now you can start diving 
more into it and finding out what's going on. And then you've hit them with the follow up question after they go through and say, is any is there anything else? Because this this makes sure that the focus is on them. Now, I don't want you to say, is there anything else that come across as uh, sarcastic? Um, is there anything else like Jesus? No, no, no. Just say, is it, you know, is there anything else going on? That, that, you know, that, that's the main of it. That's the gist of it. And then they say, yeah. Then they, now don't be surprised if the person starts getting worked up. But if they get worked up, you stay level. You stay an adult. Cause you're having an adult conversation. You want to talk this out. Right. So then once you go through that, then you can think about what they're saying and say, okay. All right, now this you can say now you can respond with your feelings, so then you could be understood. Seek the first to be to understand before being understood, right? So then you go back, tell them what your issues are, how you see it, and then you're talking about. So I left this part out. You always want to talk about the behavior or the thing, and not the actual person. So it separates the person from the actual conflict, because if you talk about the actual person, then you're just going to escalate the thing and then you could end up in a full blown fight. But if you just talk about the behavior or the item as if it's not attached to the person, then you should be okay. That's number one. And number two, when you mention something, you always want to deal with as much as possible, you always want to deal with the facts. So when you're dealing with the facts, it takes the emotionalism out of that. So you're talking about the facts, the facts and the behavior or the thing that is causing the conflict, whether it be a project not on time or or a report not turned in or who is going to actually do the report. It could be anything to is the trash taken out on time at home conflict resolution with your wife, your husband, your kids, your aunt, your grandma, your mom, dad, anything. When you do this type of conflict resolution, it helps with everything. And if people be like, wow, you know, talking with, um, talking with such and such is real easy. When they're talking with you, it's really easy. It's like, yeah, because if you approach the whole thing as an adult, you really don't have no issues with nothing. You know, you like, it's going to happen. You're going to have some conflict and then you work it out and then that's it. Right now, after you do this, now let's say you have this meeting, this sit down meeting or chat with the person and they come back with some more stuff. You just go back to the same thing. But now mind you, if they come back with something else, like a day later or within the same day, your spider sensor should tingle. Say, okay, is this person being manipulative or not? And that's when you start to go, okay, all right, let's see what, how this is going. All right, we're not going to buy, you know, you might say, oh, we're not about to have this um, back and forth. Pump your brakes. Just say, look, I hear you. And I thought we had the converse, um, you know, the conflict resolved. Okay. We'll work on that. I've said my piece of what I needed, you know, to say, and I'm good with everything. Thank you for letting me know. 
um, some other issues that you may have had. That's it. Cause now they want to keep the, they want to keep the conflict going. That immediately stops it because it takes two to tango. Once you stop feeding into it or breathing oxygen into the conflict, then it will stop almost immediately. But I say do this if the person comes back again with this, with the same conflict that you've already discussed. Already hammered out and you've already had a nice conversation about it and it seems to be um, squashed. Now they come back again, they try to be manipulative and try to get something else for nothing. So that is the now um, when I'm doing a training, that's a, you know, a two to three hour training on conflict resolution with the role playing and things going back and forth. But that's the basic gist of how to um, handle that. And the the byproduct of it is pretty good. The byproduct of doing conflict resolution this way is that when it's handled the right way, the level of trust between the two people and chemistry and bond like solidifies itself almost twofold. It compounds itself because now you can have a conversation both parties can feel like they can have a conversation about something and, and then not result into like um, scorched earth and people being upset. And I, you know, on the previous podcast, when I talked about people being honest with one another, that's part of the problem is when people are not honest with themselves, number one, and with other people, they, cannot handle conflict resolution because they're bringing a bunch of untruths in there. They're making stuff up when they're having a conversation, but at least when you're doing a conflict resolution, if you do it the right way and both part and both parties are, are truthful and honest and what they're going, what they're saying or how they feel or how they saw the things was uh, how they saw things going. And then at the end, both parties would feel like, okay, now I can let my guards down. I can now, Speak how I feel. I can now speak how how I see it and be honest. And, you know, and it's okay for both parties to agree to disagree. That's the other thing that's really crazy is that in this society today, a lot of people cannot sit and just agree to disagree. They got to keep going back and forth and be, you know, arch enemies, but over one disagreement. No two people on earth are going to agree on every single thing. And the people that's, that's listened to this podcast that are married understand this fully. You're not going to agree to, you know, you're lucky if you can get to like 70%, especially if you've been married a long time. You kind of just say, okay, we just agree to disagree. I, you know, I, I'm, you know, all right. You know, a lot of men would be like, you know, look, do you want to be right or do you want peace? And then once you realize, like, look, like I'm done with it, man, I'm straight, you know, but that's what goes on. People just. They lose themselves in trying to be right versus just, hey, I'm going to agree to disagree. and It's OK for us. You know, we can still be friends. We can still hang out. 
we can still not, we can still function at the family reunion just because we had a disagreement over, um, you know, Aunt Bell's, uh, estate, you know, it's like, it's not that big a deal. You know, let's have a conflict resolution, get it over. And then, and then one party, all it really takes is one party to stop breathing oxygen into the conflict. And it will normally just die itself out. Now it will die itself out for you. Now, if the other person wants to keep it going, let them be miserable and then let, like you say, let go and let God, let God take it over and let him handle it. And they'll soon, they'll soon realize that they're having a one man fight with themselves. Thank you all so much for listening. This is your host, CB Baker. Till next time. Hey, 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 you still there? Hey, do me a favor. Can you please go on to iTunes or Spotify and leave a review? I greatly appreciate it. Leave that review. Five stars if you love it. One star if you hate it. Just give me a review and also share the podcast with other people so we can get the word out about positive news that's going on. Thank you so much.